Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by Davidson's and DraftKings. DraftKings, the number one rated sports book app out there. You can download it today on your phone and get in on all of the action. I'm Rudo, joined by AJ Hafley as always. And with one day before the Avs start their round one of the playoffs in earnest, we did, of course, have the draft lottery officially decided yesterday. So we decided to take another crack at a mock draft here. And while the Avs position isn't fully decided as of yet, and and we'll have to wait and see how the playoffs turn out, it is going to give us a pretty good look at the Central Division and what the Avs' future opponents might be looking like over the next couple of years. So we can start with the obvious. Uh, I don't think... Anyone is expecting anything but Lafreniere to go to New York within the first overall pick. Yeah, that was the whole point of yesterday. Yep, to just sort out whether he was coming to the Central or not, and the answer is no, he is not coming to the Central. <laughs> I'm disappointed you don't have a regular Mountain Dew can. What's the? Well, this is a regular Mountain Dew can. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, there it is. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was a code red. No, it, it looks like a code red. It, it does because of the background. Yep. That's so funny. Yep. <laughs> That's why I wanted it to be a regular, so that it could be in the background. And it turns out it was. And I'm just <laughs> um, no, I, I honestly, I think the top of this draft is pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, Lafreniere number one. Yeah. Going That's to the going to the Rangers, and hopefully and he has a better rookie year than Cap uh, Capo Caco. I mean, that's a pretty low bar. <laughs> yeah. As much as I love the kid, uh, not the greatest rookie season for him. So, and then at this point, I'm not super convinced by him, but the general consensus is Stutzla has separated as the number two as well. So, yeah, I think that's the, just, it was funny because it was like, we were, we were talking tons of draft and I was, you know, I was talking to people around the league a little bit and trying to get a feel for this, for this conversation. It really did feel like Stutzla had pushed his way into that position. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, there are the teams will lie to you. Yeah. If you see me and AJ looking off, it's because we're watching this overtime game in Tampa and Columbus right now. So they're about to head. It's it's about to hit intermission. So we'll be able to focus properly. We timed our show. Well, (laughs) yeah. Right. Um, But yeah, so an interesting, uh, an interesting makeup at the top, just because you end up with a kid from the queue and then a kid from Germany, likely going one, two here. Um, It's been a while since, well, I don't know if we've ever seen a German kid go that high, actually. Dry side at three. Yeah. So I guess two would be the new the new high water mark. Yeah. The difference being dry side was playing in the WHL. Right. But and, I mean German descent anyway. Yeah. And then three having a kid from the DEL at two at second overall, just a year after um Cider goes Cider at six. six. Yeah. You know, there's and and look, like we've Spoiler alert. It's yeah, we're not getting, the only German going in the first round. It's not even there's more than two even going in the first yeah. round. So one of which Yeah, it's it was part of the, the thumbnail image. So Oh perfect. Might, yeah, that might spoil it a little bit. But uh third overall pick goes to Ottawa. They're just licking their chops at Byfield at that point. 
Yeah, that's for me. Um, but Ottawa has the easiest pick in the draft outside of the Rangers. Uh, it's it's either Stutzla or it's uh, Byfield, whichever, whichever one is still one. there. Yeah. So by in the in this one, Byfield is still there. They get one of their. They get a franchise center. Move on. Yep, I think it's pretty straightforward as well. Nothing. Yep. Uh, the draft really begins at pick for number four. Like that's yeah, just- and you and I had a pretty quick conversation about it, and it was like Detroit loves Swedes. Yep, there's a, there's a Swede sitting right here. They don't necessarily need to go super all in on the franchise center because they do have Dylan Larkin, exactly. who may not be like a really high end one C, but is is proving to be capable of playing first line center duties, um, and getting him getting him a, a top flight wing. Only going to make him better. So that's what we did. Right. Uh, we took uh, Raymond, uh, obviously. I I still believe beyond the first three, he's probably the most well-rounded forward in the draft after those ones. Uh, you know, I, you could we could have a fun conversation about that, uh, him versus Rossi, but I'm... Yeah, you're a bigger fan of Rossi than I am. And I, don't get me wrong, I really like Rossi, but Raymond's... I'm a bigger fan of Perfetti. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Perfetti is Perfetti. I, I love Perfetti. I'm, I'm I feel not making about, any, any I, I, uh, qualms about Perfetti's defense. I just know that that's not yeah. why you're drafting that dude. <laughs> I feel about Perfetti the way I did about Mitch Marner. Okay. Just I think that the, that he's an elite playmaker, uh, high end vision, high end uh, hockey sense. That he's he's going to be just very fun to watch. Yep. I I. 100% agree, but Detroit goes with Raymond because of their love of Swedes. Uh, that gives Ottawa their second pick in the top five at five. And and this one, you and I kind of, we kind of draft theoried this one. Yeah. Instead yeah. of instead of just going BPA and, and, and taking Perfetti or taking Rossi. Because I think those are picks. You get a grade A forward, you get a grade A defenseman. It right. just feels nice, you know? Exactly. That's exactly, and we were just like, look, like you you get your franchise center. You've already got some decent, you know, like you're uh, Colin White, asking him to be the, the Robin to Byfield's Batman in two years feels, that's fine. Yeah. You could, you could try and talk yourself into that. So, you know, you get, you get Drysdale, the right, he's right-handed, and you can put him next to the idea is to put him next to Thomas Shabbat, and you have your top pairing. And you just run there. That you go for the next decade. Yep. Exactly. You you have your you know they they missed out on the pick last year with Byram. Well, they they instead of Colorado's getting up with Byram McCarr, Ottawa's going to end up with Shabbat and Drysdale in this in this situation. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I. It's really good draft for them, and we'll get to their third pick as well, but. Ottawa is very, very happy if the draft plays out the way this mock draft does. <laughs> yeah, and to be honest with you, they could they could absolutely double down on on forwards, and it would be fine. Like if they wanted Perfetti there, yeah. It's- and the idea was, hey, let's put Perfetti and Byfield together. Fine. It's yeah. This is still a draft where I. It's gonna be weird to get a defenseman later on in the first. As we're going to see, it's a really weird spot. There are two top guys, two clear-cut middle guys, and then a whole bunch of dudes. Yep. 
And speaking of the two top guys, we didn't beat around the bush. After Drysdale yeah. goes, Anaheim at six takes the other in Sanderson. It, I, I think the big thing for me with taking Sanderson here is that with Zgross last year, Rossi or Perfetti would feel kind of redundant. Yeah, same kind of super high skill type of guy, right? Yeah, and it was, and it was like, hey, Sanderson as the second best D prospect uh, in a pipeline that is seriously lacking D prospects all of a sudden. And there's a good argument to be made that they should be looking to get rid of Josh Manson while they still can, because he had sort of a down year, but he's still well liked around the league. Sell high or sell high as as his left. Anyway, exactly. Like he still has a good contract and he's still just 28 years old. And he's sort of that rugged defender that teams are really, really looking for because they're drafting all the puck movers. You're not drafting any of those rugged types. You're hoping somebody else gets a good one. You're trying to, you're trying to pull those guys out of there. So here they take, they take Sanderson because they did again, you're drafting the puck movers and Sanderson could easily end up as the best defenseman out of this draft. There's been a ton of hype attached to him uh throughout this throughout the whole draft process had the draft happened in june he this this felt like he absolutely would have been a top 10 pick yeah there was at one point where people were putting him over drysdale so yeah um and i'm sure that there are teams out there that still feel that way that do that do feel like he's the better guy i don't think drysdale is the consensus number one d in this uh, yeah, the D the D class in general is just kind of all over the board this year, man. Yep. It really is. Um, Ducks have a long history of of developing defensemen into quality NHLers as well, even if they do love to trade them away. But I think it's just a good fit there. So that's six seven. Finally, getting to your boy Rossi here, New Jersey's first pick on the board. Yeah, this 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 is not a team that absolutely needs a center. You know, they've got Hughes, they've got uh, Heischer. I mean, to be honest, I think they're pretty sad that two defensemen get picked right before them. But... Definitely, that's a team that they they definitely they're hoping one of those two D drops, and if they do, great. And you know, if they don't, then I think this is just take just take the best player. Don't worry about position. Yeah. They they're in need of enough talent across the board that Perfetti Rossi they could have easily chosen Perfetti here, but we went with Rossi. It, right, it, this is going to come this area once the defensemen are off the board. I think the draft gets pretty easy again, where yeah. you just take the highest forward on your list. Like the it it the only wild card is Askarov, right? And this is a team that has a young goaltender in net that they really like in Blackwood who had a great second half and kind of backstopped them to a strong finish to the season where they're probably feeling right now like they don't need that. Yep. Eight uh, at Buffalo is Perfetti. They end up taking that. You Again, you can kind of put these in whatever order you want. Teams are going to take the forward at the top of their list unless they want to ask her off, yeah. which I don't really see either of these teams being super interested in. Buffalo's tough because we really have no feel for their front office because they don't have one <laughs> at the moment. So we really, there's, you know, you can't, there's no history. There's no. Uh, it's a lot easier GM to put a is, as BPA when their front office is a question mark. We'll put it that way. <laughs> definitely. And it's just like, look, just 
you're there are two skaters here that you're kind of picking between. Do you want the sniper, the pure goal scorer? Do you want more of your playmaker? Um, and I just I think Perfetti's the superior talent, so we went with Perfetti. Yeah, I agree. I, I some of this is pretty easy, Perfetti. guys. Yeah, like, this, sometimes this, it's not hard. <laughs> some of these are are hey, look, this guy's just a better fit. He's a better player. They're looking for for wing help. Perfetti probably ends up on the wing if he ends if he's able to stick at two C behind Eichel. That's great too. Yeah. He, uh, it's a win-win-win, I think, for them because yeah. at worst you've filled out your center depth. At best, you have another stud talent that solves the problem of okay, now we don't need Casey Middlestat to actually be good. Definitely, <laughs> and and it gives you you know it, it it with with Olafson and Reinhardt and and Skinner, it it just sort of gives you one more guy towards solidifying that group as a as a legitimately dangerous group. Agreed. So, so Buffalo, Buffalo with Perfetti. That one felt pretty easy. Uh, Minnesota, we actually had quite a bit of conversation about, and we uh, naturally like we took the central teams. I don't want to say we don't we didn't take the other ones seriously. You and I didn't spend very much time on some of these because it's like, hey, let's bang these out. The central yeah. teams is the point. We want to talk about the central teams. We want to talk about the ads. One hundred percent. Know um, your audience, right? Well, once the draft is you know a little bit closer we can break things down in a little bit more detail but trying to get Definitely. a general look at the central division was the idea here and that starts with minnesota which we'll get to in a second do need to take our first period break as we're about to go on a run of central teams DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook out there, as I already mentioned we have some DraftKings picks of the week for you here I am taking Kale McCarr to score a goal tomorrow night at plus 310. Any goal. Doesn't matter if it's first, doesn't matter if it's last. All Kale McCarr has to do is put a goal in the net, and you can get three times your money for this next game. Of course, you can bet on just about any game like that. If you want to bet on a specific goal, first or last, I think Rantanen was like plus 1,000 to score the first goal of the game. So if you're feeling somebody's hot, put your money where your mouth is. If you're doing the... uh, the abs Twitter first goal of the game challenge. You can make a little bit of cash on the side. Uh, if you're willing to put that down, AJ, I always give him the, uh, the bets of his boys here. So I gave him his Carolina boy on this one. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking Sashnikov to lead that series in scoring. At I picked Carolina. I've said that this was going to be the, the Sashnikov breakout where he really, he really kind of from that first round. Yeah. Yeah. Where he, he really puts himself in that top flight wing conversation and not just like the up and comer, but like he here. All right. I love to hear it. Svetch plus one twelve. So head on over to DraftKings sportsbook.com or DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Excuse me. And get your game on today. Of course, if you want to bet on anything from basketball, Hockey, baseball, table tennis, NASCAR, you name it, you can bet on it at DraftKings Sportsbook, particularly UFC. They always have fantastic odds boosts on. Sometimes it's basically like they're giving you free money. So jump on it while you still can. When you 
install and get in today, you can get up to $1,000 in sign-up bonus money when you use code DNVR to sign up. So be sure to get on that one while you still can, while the offer is still out there, because it comes and goes quite a bit. They change that stuff all the time. So jump on while you can. Again, DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And, of course, our other amazing sponsor, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR. They are my favorite beer in the world, just straight up. Let's be honest about it. You can get eight different versions on tap down at the DNBR bar or, of course, always go down to the source and get it strictly from the farmhouse. Whatever you want, whether it be the Mile High City, whether it be the Avalanche Amber, the Agave Wheat, any number of their dozens of beers. They are all great. Highly recommend them today. And if you use code DNVR when you head to the farmhouse, you get $5 off a meal for pickup as well. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Pick number nine, we're going to get into a run of Central Division teams here. Minnesota, we have taking Jack Quinn. This was this was mostly about their recent we had two guys that we were picking from here in Holtz and Quinn. And this is mostly we went with Quinn because they have uh what was it that I said yes eight guys from the from Ontario. From, yeah, they love to pick out of the OHL. Yeah, <laughs> it was and not just the OHL, but the OJHL as well. Yeah. The Ontario um, they, area, yeah. They had, I think they had eight or nine picks over the last three years from that area. So, uh, you know, with Garen, with Garen at the top, maybe maybe things are a little bit different. But for right now, that's that's a scout that they're listening to. Has a lot of sway in the room for sure. Yeah, that's a that's a guy that they are definitely paying attention to. And so we 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 use that as our tiebreaker. It was either Holtz or Quinn here. Uh, a dynamic goal scorer either way. This is this is a guy that, you know, with Quinn, this is a guy he had a 50-goal season playing next to Rossi. Yep. And, you know, one of the things we've talked about with Minnesota, they need game-breaking talent. You know, yep. Kaprizov just came over from, from Russia, did not get to play against Vancouver. Maybe maybe if he, if he lives up to his billing, they've got a game-breaker. Like, they've got a guy. And then you drop Quinn into that mix, and then you have that really solid high-end two-way guy that they drafted last year in Boldy. All of a sudden, you know, you're starting to build some really interesting wings. Unfortunately, the one center that we talked about here for Minnesota was just a little too Miko Koivu. Exactly. That's exactly. I think that's a perfect NHL comparable for this. Yeah, center it really right, is. Honestly, which... I don't want to jump ahead here, but that center ended up going to Winnipeg with the very next pick. Yeah. Anton Lundell um, out of the Finnish league. It Minnesota needs talent. Winnipeg needs centers. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, they would have been, they would have loved to have gotten uh, to, to have landed Lafreniere. Yeah. But with, when, when we saw in their series, Shifley went down and Shifley's a high end one C he's one of, He's one of the 10 or 15 best centers in the NHL. He's very, very good. And that was the end of the list of reliable centers for that team. Right. Well, and with Brian Little still suffering uh from the concussions and the 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 like the weird 
brain injury that yeah, he had. I'm not sure. Whatever, but it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever those specifics were, um, he, it's he's not better. And the lack of two C, they went out and they got Cody Eakin, who's never done that job outside of the miracle year in Vegas where everybody had a career year. Uh, and then Matthew Perot is just sort of a shell of him of his former self at this point. Yeah. So this is just a team they need they need defense, but there wasn't a defenseman here that either one of us liked in the top ten as a third guy. You're just and not value, yeah. The difference the difference between the next best defenseman available and the forwards that are available is significant. So we um we just weren't we just weren't comfortable giving them the defenseman that they probably really needed, and obviously with Hellebuck. Askarov doesn't make but very much yeah, sense there. Yeah, definitely so not going to Askarov. We went with, hey, they need a they need a center, and that's kind of our tiebreaker. Like the Holtz is, Holtz is the the best guy on the board from a BPA perspective. Really put Holtz on a team with Line A though, but like Holtz and not just Line A, but I, I mean Connor uh, yep. Ehlers, yep, it's, uh, Blake it's, Wheeler. Like it, it would be more of the same for them. Exactly. It it doesn't it doesn't do much towards like all Holtz would do, and maybe this is maybe they take a Holtz on draft day because they say, hey, we're going to move one of those guys for a defenseman. Yeah. A very a very real and should be something that they absolutely pursue is moving moving a Connor and or an Ehlers. Uh, I mean, obviously they could they could try and move Wheeler, but I don't think the return would be as good and. There's a lot of you, things there. You got to move one of the young guys if you want a high value yeah, return. That's just the exactly. Of it. And then, then, then your conversation, you know, then, then Holtz is very realistic at that point. If they were to do that, I because I like Holtz quite a bit more than I like Lundell. Yeah, I, I and and it's not even just Holtz. I I like honestly, I uh, I like Holtz. I like Mercer. You could make an interesting conversation about Gundler and Lapierre. The the reason Lundell is ranked so highly for me is the classic draft mantra of centers get drafted higher. Yeah, that's that's 100%. basically it. And a and a polished defensive center. Yep. Uh, and on, and on a going to an organization that doesn't he will have no pressure to be the number one guy ever. Yep. And that's going to mean that he can he can just be who he is, and he could kind of round out his career. You know, sort of, sort of do what we talked about the other day with Jordan Stahl, where when Stahl got drafted, there was no pressure on him to other other than just be the best defensive matchup three C that he could be, and he turned into a great one. So, so that's what that's what there, yeah. that's what the Jets are going to try and do here with Lundell. That's the whole point of it, and you get you get a really good two way player whose offense may not be elite, but that's okay. Because yep. the Jets are in a situation where they're one of the few teams out there looking around saying, that's fine. We can live with that. Yeah, exactly right. So third pick straight from the Central comes immediately after them with Nashville at 11. And yep. the, essentially the conversation we just had, Holtz is BPA on the board at that point. Yep. Nashville's going to take him. I think it's a great pick for Nashville as well. They need forwards that can put the damn puck in the net. Yep pretty straightforward there that nothing's going to solve their broken system of trying to play offense through their defense, but good pieces is a good place to start. Definitely. 
Uh, go get go get high end goal scorer. Go get high end finishing talent. Like you, they have a bunch of interesting playmakers. You know, Johansson, Duchesne, Forsberg. All those guys are great playmakers. Arvidsson. None of them's um, giving you thirty goals a year, though. One when, uh, well, and it's like you can get thirty out of like a Forsberg, right? But sometimes, yeah. Holtz Holtz is a guy where you're talking about the guy's got such a shot that you build a power play around him and not Ryan Ellis. This and is, then this is the guy you turret up on the power play and just yeah. let him rip. Like, and and you're talking, he's you know you're hoping he's a forty goal guy for you. Yep, exactly. Even if he only gives you ten assists, you don't care. Yeah, that's dude, the guy that that's he's the guy there to that do beats, one thing. Yep, he's the guy that can beat Darcy Kemper in a playoff series. Yep, exactly right. He's not going to fire it right to the goalie's chest. And- yeah. And that's the whole point, and that's that's why you know as and as BPA, easy choice for Nashville there. Yep. If Nashville figures out their systems, I think that's a really really scary pick for the Abs. Agreed. And this is one where uh, the next pick is one where even though we just said there's a big gap between forwards and defensemen, this is an organization that absolutely cannot take another forward. Yep. Florida coming in next. They can't. On paper, they should have one of the best top sixes in the league, if not the best. They have, and they have a really, all of their top prospects are forwards. Yep. Tip and some of them are the really line. good. Yep. So it's, they just cannot take another forward. It doesn't make any sense. They're locked into Bobrovsky, whether he's good or bad. So Askarov doesn't make a ton of sense well, either. Well, and they took Knight last year. So they, you know, they're not taking goalies first round back to back seasons. Yep. So, so this is this is an organization that has to take a defenseman. Like we are locking them in. They have to do this. Yep. They have to do this. And we ultimately put Gooley over Schneider yep. for them. Which just because we're the ones making the picks and we both like him more. Love so <laughs> definitely definitely true. So it's funny when you're the ones in power. Feels you get nice to make sometimes. these. Uh, Feels nice sometimes. Get to make those decisions yeah, until Gooley busts out. But you know, we don't. We don't talk about that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, so that one's pretty straightforward. Next up is Carolina. Um, this is a team that's low key, real good, and can kind of go any way they want with this pick. Yep. And they're they're good at all levels of the organization. Yep, prospect wise. So they don't. You know, they don't have one major position of, of like serious weakness, um, which means they can do anything. And for us, that meant, okay, great. Who's the next guy on our board? And that yep. was Dawson Mercer. Yep. Done. Take him, let it rip, give yourself another high quality option. And yeah, whatever and let, you get out of him, you get out of him. Yeah. Yep. Let, let him and, uh, you know, Ryan Suzuki kind of lead the, uh, the next wave for you, for your forwards, for your forward prospects. Man, I loved Ryan Suzuki's draft. I did, I did too. <laughs> I, <laughs> that he fell that far was just like, yeah, ridiculous. It's one of those things where sometimes you think the NHL just outsmarts itself. Yeah. Um. Next up on the board was Edmonton. Again, this was just an organization where they could absolutely justify taking a forward. They need the help, but there wasn't really a forward that I loved for this spot yeah and so we went with Braden schneider i 
they add another defenseman defense to the coffers. Just as bad as they need help on forward side. So. Definitely. You know, we they're getting right to the point where they're going to have to. They're going to. They're they're at the same spot with Darnell Nurse that Colorado is with Nikita Zadorov, where it's yep. shit or get off the pot time. Yep. Um. And and it's the you're either committing real money to him long term, or that guy's walking and somebody else is going to give him that money. I mean, this. This year basically proved that McDavid and Dreisaitl can carry them to the playoffs. They just yeah. need something on the back end that isn't a sieve to stop the other team from scoring at will on them once they get there. Definitely. And, you know, they need, they certainly need more forward help. Hopefully, they're hoping that, you know, RNH is still there, that Yamamoto can develop a little bit. Yep. Maybe they can get another guy like a Tyler Benson. Maybe Pooley Yarvey is willing, truly willing to come back and he can help. They're, you know, and then finding like decent forwards in free agency is very doable. You just have to have a GM that can actually do it. But when it came to the draft, it felt like, uh, let's go with another defenseman just to be safe. They've done it a couple of years in a row, you know, Bouchard and Broberg. But I think, I think another one, hey, you just it, keep, keep trying to get this thing right. One of those, Edmonton has spent a decade trying to build their team through forwards through the draft and yeah. they've been spinning their wheels for a decade. So, well, and, and like we talked about uh, in that great video that you made about how Colorado fixed their defense at I, some point, you just to draft defense. <laughs> you just have to buck up and say, okay, these are the guys that we are, we are targeting defensemen. Yep. Um, we're going to, you know, the, the Taylor hall, Adam Larson thing was stupid, but they need, they need a younger Adam Larson. You know, That's- they need a, the magic of the draft is you can target a defenseman without giving up an asset to do it. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to give up elite forwards to do things like that. You can just pick one and hope for the best. And at 15, you're not you're not trying to set the world on fire here. You're just trying to get an NHL player. And with Schneider, I think they're going to get what they need. More of a throwback type, a defensive Big guy. physical defensive, yeah. Exactly, but not one who's out of place in today's game. Can actually Needs... move a puck a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, not not high end, but you know, you're not you're not drafting this guy to put him on a power play, but that's not what they need. So yep. this one needs that one made sense. Um and then, you know, next up we had Pittsburgh. Yeah. Which them sitting here at sixteen is kind of hilarious. A team, at, I'm sorry, at fifteen. A team certainly talented enough to have made a deep playoff run. Yeah, I mean they were fifth in the East, like yeah. a normal a normal playoff year. They were not even coming close to this. And but it's the opposite of Edmonton in a lot of ways, right? Edmonton had a very specific need for something. Pittsburgh can gear up, sit on the change up and swing for the fences here, basically. Yeah. And that's exactly what we have them doing. Um, taking Hendricks up here. Yep. Could be a really dynamic talent. Could be a really high end forward. If he's, if he gets healthy and he's the player, everybody thinks he is. Pittsburgh is going to kind of continue to be a monster. Unfortunately, yeah, they're, they're going to, they're going to have uh, the forward that they've been really trying to find for a number of years now, the kind of a young, like Daniel Sprong wasn't it, right? Yep. You know, Jake Gensel has been great for them, but is he, is he a really high end guy? Is he more of a, um, a worker B middle six kind of, yeah. And this is, this is like skill first and then try and teach him to be a human being later. 
<laughs> try and <laughs> right. try and teach him to take shift every shift seriously. Yep. You know, try and build the worker bee into him to go along with the high end skill. I mean, you put a kid with that talent around guys like Crosby and Malkin, and it's got to be pretty easy to convince them to work hard. I would think. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing. You kind of you put. They've been really good at developing. The problem is, is that they trade their first round picks away all the time. Yep. And so you know they're they are lacking in forward talent. You know they have the the Swedish kid that they drafted with the pick that. Uh, they they got from Colorado when the Avs traded down to take Annan in um, Hollander, but there's not a ton in that system. So Lapierre gives them not only a a, fa- a fancy new top prospect, but one that you don't normally get in that range of the draft. Yeah, I, it's it a seemed like bust. a slam dunk pick for them because they can afford a boomer bust type guy. Yeah, they well, and then if he hits, he's going to hit quickly, and that's what they need. Yep, they're, so, they're still essentially trying to win now. Is right. Malkin and Crosby aren't getting any younger? We'll put it. That yeah, way. that's what that's what the Zucker deal was. That's why they signed Hornquist to the extension. That's why Gensel is still, yep, you know, on a on a huge deal. Like they are, they're still committed to this era of winning, and that's where Lapierre could come in and, and really change things for them, or nothing could happen. Yep. He could be a bust, and like. That's the that's the fear is boomer bust here. Next up, Montreal. Honestly, this is a team that I'm never confident in knowing what they do in the draft. I everybody had them connected to New Hook last year. Yep, and then it they was did. the whole process: New Hook, New Hook, New Hook, and then New Hook was on the board, and they were sitting there with a chance to add a center, and, and they, they were talk. like, <laughs> "Let's go with a five foot eight goal scoring wing." Yep. Okie dokie. We ended we up. All, we all make decisions in life. Yeah, choices were made. We ended up making the choice of giving him Seth Jarvis. It is yeah. what it is. I he's in that conversation of best player available. I think he's probably a bit of a safer side pick, as far as not going on the risk and taking a guy like Gunler or something like that. <clears throat> in that, I would agree. Um, there's not I, there's not the same kind of bust potential with Jarvis. Yep. Um, I and I think that he's worked his way into that part of the draft. Um, I've, teams, heard he's, yeah. I've heard he's a great kid who's going to interview. Um, who, really sorry, well. Who, yeah. who has interviewed well. So um, I think that probably solidified him in that area, and this just makes sense. Yep. It it is what it is. Askarov not a consideration for them, given they're locked into Carey Price, whether they like it or not. And and they've they've invested a lo- some picks in recent years in goaltenders, um, first rounders. They've aggressively promoted first rounders. If you're taking a goaltender in the first round, even with an aggressive promotion path, that guy is still getting there while Carey Price is doing his thing. So exactly. we we moved away on that one. So. Final pick of this second period here is Chicago, another Central Division team. This one, when when Chicago was sitting with the tenth overall pick, we had kind of earmarked as a major Askarov landing spot. They dropped. So did Askarov. We're still putting him in Chicago. Yeah, I, they're not afraid of Russia. They need a goaltender. Why not? If he's there, I don't see how Chicago passes on him. Given <laughs> that's what we their said about goaltending situation is a mess. It you're not wrong, but Corey Crawford is at the end of his rope. 
that's just the reality of his career. It's winding down. Um, and they don't have anyone else in the organization to realistically come in and replace him. Yeah. I'm this just makes too much sense. This yep. is this is one of the easiest fits. This is like a couple years ago when Dallas took Jake Ottinger. They had uh, they they had the they had the second first round pick late in the first. It made perfect sense. It's a really good goaltender prospect. And look, Ottinger has thus far rewarded that faith. Yep. And and this is if Chicago could get Askarov, I think that this is that's a home run for them. Just it's too easy. It's too easy for them not to. Yeah. So definitely. And there were just too many too many roadblocks for Askarov getting picked higher. Yep. The, too many needs. Too many teams just looking for something more specific or the best player available with no need for a goaltender. Um, so we can take our second period break there as we get a little bit of puppy cam here, Rexo messing up my green screen to remind you to head to green mountain dental group to get your teeth checked out and when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam you'll get a free sonicare toothbrush just for showing up and getting your teeth checked out to make sure they are all good our sales manager Lindsay went down there a couple weeks ago and got her wisdom teeth removed and she said it was one of the best dental experiences of her life so give them a try today they're 15 minutes from downtown in lakewood so super close by and easy to get to they also treat you like family they'll send you birthday cards they'll send you reminders of when you need to schedule your next dental appointment so they take care of you and remember to schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam for that free sonic air toothbrush third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast we're going to keep rolling here as we don't really have any more central picks and we're getting into the 20s here where teams are just going to kind of start moving towards their boards a little bit more and just taking yeah. the guys that they like yeah uh, which in this case means us taking the guys that we like for them yep <laughs> uh, New Jersey ended up with back-to-back picks here, and we just went with, hey, they, they've already got one pick with Rossi. Now we're going to put Gundler next to him, and then we're going to draft Cormier for the back end. They needed the D. We went with Cormier. Take the shot on the high-end talent there. Yep. Same, they already have Rossi locked in as a high-end talent forward, so they have the room to take the shot with Gundler as well. Yep. I think it that just, makes sense. Yep. <laughs> Good, good and logical, which means no chance it happens. Right. <laughs> uh, Calgary was next up on our board, and they've been they they haven't been shy about taking college kids. We've got a college kid in Dylan Holloway who's just sitting on the board right now, just waiting, and he's rated a little higher than this. We're a little down on him compared to some of the other peeps, so he fell not not very far, honestly. I, I think it's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. And and to be honest, I still have him earmarked as a guy that could have the Suzuki Jovaleno draft day fallish. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you there, but <laughs> because that the the skill level is the question mark, but there there are some really intriguing tools, and he's a really hard worker. He's got high IQ. There's a whole lot to like. Calgary would be the team to bail him out of that fall if there is one. <laughs> yeah, it definitely it just felt like such a good fit. Yep. So that's um. That's what we went with. We went with uh, we went Dylan Holloway. Although, with the cancellation of fall sports across the NCAA right now, that could, that might be a guy who's stuck. And definitely I, a real question: what those kids yeah. are going to do? Yeah, we're going to have to talk about this on a pod at some point because it affects a bunch of Avs prospects. Yep it it'll be interesting. Um, 
you know, obviously we'll see when we can fit that in with how the playoffs turn out, but a pod for a different day. Uh, what up, Spence? I think our comments on the live show are a little bit off today. I'm not sure. They they break sometimes. So apologies if you've been talking to us and we haven't noticed. But yeah, it has. It's not. It's a, it's an us thing. It's not a you thing. Yeah, right. So we're not we're not seeing them. Moving on, Ottawa's third pick of the draft, Connor Zary, sitting right there for them to take. Not Just only a guy that dropped. Yeah, not only do I think he's the best player on the board right there, Ottawa is just loving this as they can go down the middle with Byfield and Zary, and then you get Drysdale on the back end. Yeah, and, and honestly, Zary's a guy that could really – he could go 10 picks higher and neither one of us would blink. Yeah, no, that's totally reasonable. And just the way things kind of worked out with yeah, not a lot of centers going really in that 10 to 20 range. Yep. So – it worked out that way. Um, CBJ is next. I, I man, I don't trust Yarmo at all. I he does random stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's but, pretty. He's pretty off the wall. Um, and this is where our German run starts. Yep. As we we go to Paterka for CBJ. Yeah. Which. I've been pretty vocal about my distrust of the DEL, but talent is talent, man. Yeah, well, and and he fits their identity really nicely as a guy that a guy that just he has a very repeatable game, right? It's very yep. He's got he's got intriguing tools, but the way that he plays is uh, it's it's very what we're seeing Columbus get away with in the postseason right now. Uh, where they just they just work hard and they play a committed sound all around game, and they try to they try to take advantage uh, of you know the throw a puck at the net and get a good bounce kind of thing, right? Yeah, like they're they're, they're not a fun team to play against. Is what it's they not it's be. not a sexy formula for Columbus, but it's yep. repeatable, and Paterka fits that very nicely. Yep, don't disagree with that at all. Uh, as this game is nearing triple overtime over here but <laughs> next and up, in case anybody's still upset about the schedule this is why the games are scheduled earlier yep with their with there having to be two games in each building per day this is why there's no more bailout with the shootout games anymore so yeah they uh the next round we can it's, it should be all prime time yep because there only have to be one game in in the each building per day yep so, so anyway let's move on yeah, next stop, New York Rangers picking again. I thought this one was a super easy pick. Amarov has already fallen. The Rangers love taking Russians. It's you just slammed on that one home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a super easy um match for us to find here. Uh just just like I think the next pick is too with Dallas and Jacob Perot. Yeah. I it, Dallas loves toolsy type players and Perot. Perot is wildly inconsistent all over the board. But... Fits in perfectly with this year's Dallas team. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this look at look at the guys that they've drafted in in the recent years. They've been, you know, n- with with Nachushkin and Gurionov and uh, uh, the college Riley Tufty. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of. They fall in love with the high end a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like they fall in love with the potential. They look at a guy's ceiling and they're like. That's okay. We'll get him there. Just be that. <laughs> and that's what Perot is. Perot could definitely. 
cool. <laughs> my that scared me. I didn't know what that was. Like voice to text or something? It was my it was my uh I said okay, cool, and my phone thought that Okay, it, cool, saying, got it. Yeah, yeah, got it, got it. It did it again too. <laughs> and it it, it thought I was saying, okay, Google, Oh, which I just, That's damn definitely it. going to pick that up. <laughs> damn it. Okay. Dude, I wish the draft was that easy. Can I just say, okay, Google, give me the NHL draft order. That's right. Tell me who the apps are going to take in four months. <laughs> well, and this is why we have Pro to Dallas, Toolsy. Yep. Agreed. Um, uh, next, The next couple of picks, it was just like a mishmash of, hey, yeah. these guys need something, right? This... This is another section where you kind of just get into a bunch of forwards start to blend together and teams are just going to take the one that they like. Uh, So, yeah, we don't know which ones they like. So we're taking the guys that we like for them. Uh, Vegas, we have going with a small reach here in Justin Barron. Yeah. Um, mostly they, that's a, they could really use a defenseman and of these next handful of teams, their defense is by far the weakest. (laughs) Yeah. And then Philly, we have taking on Meshack, Washington, Thomas Bordalo, because uh, they really like puck skill guys. Yep. Uh, San Jose, we have going with William Wallander and kind of collectively breaking our heart. Yeah. It, and they, their defense is. Yeah. It's a they struggle. need. They, they badly need not what he used to be. Burns and Carlson are quickly torpedoing. Like <laughs> they're in trouble. On the yeah, <laughs> and so in this we have Colorado all the way down here because these are just the current standings. Yeah, as the um, two seed, the higher two seed, they would be 29th pick. So yeah, so right now, um, 29th. That's a that's a late pick, man. That is that is late, but we alluded to it, and there's another German still on the board here. Yeah, and this one, this one kind of plays to me a little bit because I'm a big fan of him. Uh, yeah. But Lucas, Lucas Reichel, he's we got uh, the highlights, highlights here for you. Yeah. Right. So we can just watch Lucas Reichel. Uh, <laughs> honestly, he's, he's a skilled forward um, that, that could really, he's, he's defensively responsible. Uh, he plays, he plays a very mature and sound game. It, it reminds me it's they're, they're different players, but he reminds me a little bit of Martin Kaut. And that it's a it's a quote unquote safe pick. Yeah, it's it, this is a guy that he could be pretty aggressively uh, moved through a system. He could he could come to the HL right away if you wanted him to. I, uh, I and and it, yeah, that I, I'm given all the madness and all this right now. I'd rather he just stay over in Germany. But he's a he's a good smart player. Does a little bit of everything. Um, doesn't have the high end that you would love uh but when you're drafting 29th right. you're really you're going to be you're going to be straining even the guys with that high end like a Jacob Pro a couple picks earlier there's there's a there's a ton of question marks there yeah it the realities of of drafting 29th is if you can get a guy who projects very solidly as an NHLer yeah you have to be happy with that pick and the big thing um, in terms of fitting Colorado's identity is that Reichel's a great skater. Yep. He he can, especially his first step is mwah. Yeah. And, and as, a, as a transition player, uh, he fits in very nicely with what the abs are just 
as a as a club right now. So it's more of the same. And this is this is a guy. It's really really easy to project this guy on the left side next to New Hook and Cout on the right, and you have a really solid and dynamic second line. You know he's got. Actually, now that I've been thinking about it, he feels a lot like Nemesnikov to me. He scores a lot of goals right here, right in front of the net. He's willing to go to the dirty areas with that good skating ability. Can find the soft spots a little bit. Yeah, it's the DEL. You have to see what it looks like in higher competitions. But for all those guys that love Nemesnikov, take a look at this kid. Put it that way. That's actually pretty... I like that. So... If you're getting that at 29, I think you got to be pretty, pretty I'm happy. Sure. Yeah, it's where Nemesnikov was drafted. It was right in that range too. Exactly. So, and they're the same, they're the same size, so yep. that, you can just add that. All right, man, that was nice the way he just skated under that thing. Yep, kick and move. I'm telling you, yeah, he's a really good skater. And to be honest, I I would be really surprised if he got here, just because I think there is a safety in this pick, but. If yeah. he does, I think it's an easy one. And this, and there's like, there are some things that are going to change. We talked about it. You know, you said Pittsburgh rarely uses their first. If they want to move out of that pick, teams are going to move around a little bit looking for certain things. For sure. And, and this is a this is a really good spot, um, just because there we do have a couple. You know, Poirier is still on the board. Uh, Helga Granz is still on the board. Um, there are some there are some guys that are hanging around on the board where if a team sitting fourth or fifth with the fourth or fifth pick, um, sixth pick somewhere in the in the second round and doesn't think they're gonna get a shot at one of these guys that's dropping, um, that might be where the abs entertain a move down. Because yeah. they they don't have a second round pick. There's a uh, lot and, of defensemen in the middle of the second round, too. Yeah. And so that's where that's where them maybe moving down if they don't like the the guys who are here in this spot. Definitely maybe. not off the board for sure. Yeah, because you know the the next two picks that we have here uh, are are Poirier and and Bork and Maverick Bork. Yep. So to to St. Louis and Anaheim. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I think this is a other than Dallas's pick, which I don't love personally. I think this is a really good draft class for the Central. To be honest with you, uh, yeah. And, well, I mean, yeah. St. Louis definitely needs a defenseman. Yep, they do. So and they're just in a weird spot for it if they end up thirtieth. But yeah, and this the the you know again this is subject to change. If the Avs lose in the first round, they're not picking no twenty ninth. All of a sudden, they're picking like 20th or something, and there's a big, big difference. Uh, so yeah. it it will be interesting how things shape up. But just to get a general idea, this is our second mock draft now, and we've gone forward both times. Brisson in the first one, Reichel in this one. Yeah, despite both of us wanting a defenseman in the first round, it just hasn't played out that way. And and I, honestly, this is something we keep running into. Every time we look at the draft with the Avs, in that making the conference final area, they end up with the forward a lot. So, I mean, it's something I might have to prepare myself for. And I mean, we went hard as hard as it's going to be. Watching Wallander go one pick before the Avs hurt me, hurt me bad. But yeah, 
And it was funny because we're the ones doing it. We could have easily yeah, just put right. Could give San Jose anybody else. If you think we're being biased towards the abs, that's that in itself yeah. is proof that no, the, we actually the fact that both of us want Wallander wherever they pick, and we did it in the most painful way possible to avoid it. Yeah, exactly. So it's fine. Our final mock draft, we're, we're taking Wallander to the abs, no matter where they pick. Has to be. I have somehow trade for the first overall, and we're taking Wallander over last Confirmed. They're gonna they're gonna move up with Pittsburgh. <laughs> there you go. Take him to fifteen. All right. On that note, we're getting off the rails, so it's time to get out of here for the day. Be sure to check out MSU Denver online. Whether you are a new college student or a returning one, they have a program for you with over 40 different programs you can take online or hybrid in the classroom as well with over 750 different classes to look at. Over the summer, we had both Ali Monroy and Harrison Wind take classes, so if you have any specific questions, you can ask them. In general, they said they really enjoyed their classes. All of their teachers had worked in the field they were teaching at one point so not only could they give you business experience but they were great contacts for networking as well so whether you're a returning student just trying to finish up your degree or you're trying to make your first jump into college and eventually towards business life jump on it today msu denver online the easiest way to take classes especially in the the world today so give it a shot that's it for us today Hope y'all enjoyed the mock draft. Something a little bit different as we're about to go ham on the uh, the proper playoff coverage. Tomorrow, Avs obviously game one. I believe there's still some spots open if you want to reserve a spot at the DNVR bar to come to the watch party. If you want to stay safe and watch at home, I totally understand as well. We'll have all the post-game, pre-game, all of that coverage for you at the DNVR.com. So if you haven't subscribed yet, maybe consider helping support us today. Thank you all for listening to another one, and we will catch you guys tomorrow.